from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High On Film! Tonight, we've got Kimberly Conduct and Dave DeGrow shot well with Unforgiven. Watch your cussing now, you hear, on this week's Forgiving episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of High On Film Sobering Talk About Movies, Ow. the podcast Last on the charts, but first in your hearts. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host for the next hour. Welcome. We choose guests. They choose movies. And boy, howdy, have you got us at a special time. Our very last Oscar Spectacular Part 1 Oscar Throwback Edition. Woo! Yeah! yeah. yeah. Oh. Hollywood goes wild. Uh, guys, okay. So the premise of this show, we normally choose guests, they choose movies, like I said. This time, we give our guests a choice, because tonight is Oscar Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. And we give our choice, our guests the choice of any movie nominated for Best Picture from 10 years ago, from 25 years ago, or from 50 years ago. And today, for episode 239 of High On Film, we are watching... The best picture winner from 1992. Yep. Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. Written by David Webb. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird David. spelling of Webb. It's not, not even done yet. It's playing this there. <laughs> Dude, say, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Written by David Web Peoples. <laughs> I couldn't tell. My own handwriting threw me off. Oh. I hate when that happens. Oh my god. I thought for a second I wrote Welb. Oh but it's uh, it's it's Web. I was like, it's not Welb though. I don't remember writing Welb. Probably not Welb. It's not Welb, it's Web. David Webb Peoples. <laughs> Best Picture winner of 1992. And not only that, it also won Best Director for Clint Eastwood. It won Best Editing for Joel Cox. And uh, it won Best Supporting Actor for Mr. Gene Hackman. Yeah. yeah. Who went on to do the exact same performance in The Quick and the Dead. I don't think he was in anything after this. <laughs> no, he's immediately in Quick and the Dead. And he performs the exact same Oh, yeah, role. yeah. That's with Sharon Stone and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Bingo. That's where he... Instinct. No, Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you joking? He absolutely has a scene in Quick of the Dead where assassins come to town and he beats one of them the fuck up. Really? And says, if any assassins come to this town, this is what happens to them. That was David Welb, people, who wrote that one. That, that was yeah, David Welb. Welb. Yeah. I thought that was Sam Raimi. <laughs> well, guys, let me... Okay. You, it's the Oscars. We're having a lot of fun. I hope you are, too. We have plenty of Oscar predictions coming to you. So much talk about uh, something that I've been very passionate now uh, for a while, since Clint Eastwood started making bad movies, is how much I love his old movies, and how this is such a liberal movie, and now he's mm. such a crazy old man conservative. Yeah. But before we get to any of that, we must get to the man who's right to my left. He is the co-host from the couch. He is the walking Kevin Bacon game, the mother of dragons, the one of Earth's <laughs> mightiest heroes, and the Brad Davis that God gave us. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure he's unforgiven himself. Brad Davis. <laughs> uh, hi. Hey, Brad. Hi, Chris. 
What's up, dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, not much, man. Now, we have been talking about Clint Eastwood movies for as long as I can remember. Yeah, mostly in a negative light. Mostly in a negative light. I mean, and you've never seen Unforgiven until tonight. That is correct. I've always wanted you to watch this one. You have. Because I've said, dude, this one's awesome. Where's my car? On a number of times. But also, this is awesome. So, what'd you think? It's great. I mean, it has some uh, excellent scenes. A little long. Could probably be Mm. a little shorter. Boo, Brad Davis, the god gave us Mother of Dragons. Thanks. Um, (laughs) But it's it's great. It, It it lived up to the hype. Yeah. I remember thinking it was a little long once. Now I watch it and it breezes by for me. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be way longer than it was. But I think I came in thinking it was three hours. Mm. Yes. So oh. then I was like, a delightful two? <laughs> Wonderful. Two hours and ten minutes? It blew by. It was a breeze. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should waste no, no more time getting to our guests. Both return guests, but never been on together. No. Nope. Such a delight. <laughs> You may know her from Dumb and Dumber, and what other podcast did you do? Oh, I did a Christmas one, didn't I? A Christmas Elf! Christmas last year! It was called a Christmas Elf? Nope. Elf. Just oh, Elf. elf. <laughs> I was like, we did a Lifetime movie? That's cool. The, yeah. Christmas, Christmas Elf. elf. I guarantee you that's no, a Elf with Will Ferrell. Or, uh, you did that yeah, movie with us? Yeah. Here on High on Film. I do love, I do love Elf. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said Christmas first. <laughs> you just threw me off with the title. <laughs> the Christmas yes, so sorry. Elf. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to Elf in springtime. <laughs> you know her. She's been on for years. Kimberly Condit. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. And we are so thrilled to welcome, along with Kimberly, uh, from Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that movie yeah. <laughs> means that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Hilarious. David Gross Shotwell is back. Yes. Welcome, David. Kimberly. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Kimber. I'm getting a little more wine. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm one. I'm so close, you guys. I can hear. Yeah. It's the Oscar spectacular. After <laughs> it's all. so spectacular. It is spectacular. Dave, mm-hmm. Kimbo, welcome back to the show. Now we gave you a bevy of choices. Uh huh. And Dave, I know you uh, in particular went straight for Unforgiven. Yeah, that was, Kimber read off this very long list and I just immediately was like, Unforgiven until I can beat that, that's the one I'm going to vote for. And she got to the end and I didn't have anyone that I wanted to watch more than that. So I said, what do you think about Unforgiven? You said... I think I said, what do you think? And you're like, Unforgiven. And I was like, I haven't (laughs) seen that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, here's what you guys turned down. In the Heat of the Night. Uh Yeah, which I do want to see. Uh, Guess Who's Coming to Get Dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is this another Daniel Bell movie? Dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting ahead of myself. The Graduate. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Dr. Doolittle, for God's sake. Uh, Starring Eddie Murphy? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> this is from the 40th yes, Oscars. That was from 50 Oscar years ago. Great. That, <laughs> that film that won all the Oscars. <laughs> Eddie no. Murphy's Dr. Doolittle. I was like, no! <laughs> Best picture. Well, hey, that's the David O. Russell American Hustle. You get nominated for an Oscar once, you get nominated for an Oscar for everything yeah. you do. Cool that Russell uh, and Hustle rhyme. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> The Crying Game. Oh, I've seen it. Howard's End. Scent of a Woman. Yeah, great. Mm. Atonement. Ooh, wow. Juno. 
<laughs> Michael Clayton. Oh, I love Michael Clayton. I love Michael I, I, I do too. That was actually the only one that I could think of that I was like, oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Oh, like, maybe. That's, that's how my inner monologue sounds. It's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. It's, just it's a little gremlin. That very high anxiety gremlin. <laughs> and no country for old men. Oh, yeah. yeah so I've seen that. Uh, the only ones I hadn't seen were Howard's and... Uh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, mm. Dr. Doolittle. Never saw that one. And uh, The Heat of the Night. I think maybe oh, were the only good one. And this one. Saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it, but I think I think that was part of it too. Because really, what jumped out at me was like I wanted to do one I hadn't seen before. Mm. So I I thought Howard's End, but then I was also like I don't know. That's probably fucking boring. <laughs> That's like, that duck movie, right? Yeah, or just like talking, yeah, <laughs> talking about like slow like yeah. periods. Howard, so, slow periods. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on that note, my name is Kimberly, and I'm here to talk to you about slow periods. Ooh, let's dig in. Yeah, let's dig in. All right, guys. Well, what do you think about the Oscars tonight? Uh, I'm very so, excited for the Oscars. Okay, I mean, now, Brad, you've brought this up many times. Yeah. Acting category's a lock. It, yeah, I mean, it's nothing's ever a lock, but yeah, the four uh, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Gary Oldman. <coughs> Sam Rockwell. Alice and Jenny. You think Ga Jenny. Gary Oldman's lock? Who else is not? Yeah, he's supposed to be. Well, we didn't see. They've that, won everything. Yeah. all four of them have literally won. Everything. But what? Who, who else is in Francis McDormand's category? Saoirse Ronan. Uh, uh, Sally That's Hawkins. A... Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 Laurie Metcalf. No, she's no, she's supporting. supporting. She's supporting. Who is though? Who else is in there? I mean, McDormand's <laughs> going to win. Yeah. I mean, it does feel a little ridiculous, quite honestly, that Frances mm -hmm. McDormand only has one Oscar. I just feel like, like this, I've seen her do this performance better in other things, you know? Like, I she feel doesn't like... bite her nails upside down in other things, though. That's like the Ooh. one thing that I really remember. Like, yeah. early Good in the movie, point. she's just like... Yeah, that's and a good choice. Like, that is uh, Meryl Streep for The Post, Margot Robbie oh. for I, Tanya. Oh. I Margo love Robbie Margot Robbie. Fucking Awesome She's in great. Yeah, she really <laughs> that is. movie was terrific. She's good, yeah. I think, in everything. Like I, well, to be fair, I didn't see Suicide Squad, but you're fine. You heard good things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing... Who are you talking? Yeah. Did you guys ever see that movie Z for Zachariah? No, no, I did not. Oh, you should her? check it out. I've That's heard it's her. Good, yeah, it's literally that. just her. She would tell Ijiofor and uh, uh, who's the guy? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Ijiofor. And it's like crazy. It's like this apocalyptic event has happened, mm. and she thinks she's the only human like left alive. Oh! And then she would tell like comes and finds her like because he's been like going all over, but he has like a you know one of those like hazmat suits. It's Last Man on Earth, just less funny. Yeah, not less funny, incredibly bleak. Well, what do you guys think about Best Picture? Okay, so wait, let's talk Whoa, about the nominees: yeah. Shape of Water, Billboard, three billboards, three billboards, Darkest Hour. Which is uh, Gary Oldman. Right. right? Yeah, I, didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. We have a screener. We should watch it. Uh, Lady Bird, Get Out. Dunkirk, Phantom Thread. The Post. Call I'm Me By Your Name. I straight up haven't seen enough of these. That's that's uh, bad for me. I haven't seen The Post. And I haven't I The seen... Post is the one you do not need to right. see. Right. I heard that, but you know what? It <laughs> is. That is the David O. Russell American Hustle. Yeah. Steven Spielberg made a movie for and now it's nominated right, for right, Best Picture. Right. Meryl Streep's the best part of that. I don't even know if she deserves a nomination this time around. Right. Lord um, knows I love me some Meryl Streep. I'm no Donald Trump. Of course. Trump. No, who doesn't? Uh, she's a national but treasure. But it's... She is easily the best part of the movie. Oscar nominated again, though, when there's yeah. plenty of people I can think to nominate. Right. I just I mean, don't know. Best 
picture is going to come down to Shape of Water and Three Billboards. You don't think I Get th Out or Dunkirk have a chance? I Dunkirk think, doesn't. I think Get Out does. I Get Out, maybe. I think it has the... This sounds Jeez. bad, and I don't mean it as a pun, but like Dark Horse intended. Like, you know, like... And not intended, but like... Like, there's a good chance, like, the... the the whatever the underdog like could win mm. because of people being so excited about and it's the and most it's representative of the year get yeah out. yeah and it's like it's, get out's the movie we're going to be talking about still five yes. years from now and i love that's exactly what i think is like yeah. I, and when you Cultural. ran down those the list i was like i feel like i would and again i haven't watched half the movies so that's terrible but i would vote for get out out of that list for sure i like, hope it wins I would love for it to win Best Picture, maybe ups or at least upset uh, screenplay. Yeah, because that movie is. Mm -hmm. I would love for it to win terrific. Best Director because that, that would, would be, be awesome. literally yeah. historical, and it would be so cool. And like, Didn't... just fucking yeah, like with everything going on in the world, I think that that's what's been kind of cool with all the shit happening. It's like you're really seeing the good people like do better in a lot of ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there were things culturally we were a bit blind to mm. and like then yeah. in the last few years it's become more and more obvious like with you know shootings and all the stuff especially targeted at black kids and now it's like people are really seeing that it's like it's really hard for African Americans in America yeah you know and this is a really cool nomination because it's like he did something aside from whatever his race is like he did something so creative yeah so, so original yeah. so original and it so made you rare. feel so many things, and I just think it's like I think it's an achievement, and then the social commentary on top of it is to me, it's like it is, it's like generation defining in a way. Like, and for a first movie, it's insane. How is it his first movie? Away. Like, him and Gerwig as well. Yeah, for first movies to get nominations and to make such fine films as they did. Oh, incredible. um, I, I will say, I do think Del Toro's mastery of genre and mm -hmm. yeah. technique is gonna blow them both out of the water uh he's gonna win Don't yeah him. yeah he deserves it he gave up pacific room 2 for that <laughs> i'm very excited for pacific room 2 i didn't see the first one i loved it the yeah. script looks, is garbage great. but the visual effects are outstanding and now what's his name john boyega is gonna be in this one yeah did you guys ever see uh attack the star block? wars sure did no no i didn't see attack the block you i want to the, you should see attack the block it's so good that's his first thing i know it's been on my list so for years good. yeah i hear it's awesome it's incredible it moves so fast too yeah. and it's like a cool horror suspense <laughs> well guys <laughs> it's time to get to one of our classic segments here on Ooh, all right. it's called trash star destroy we give you three movies of a similar ilk we ask you to trash one, which means it's eliminated from existence. Mm -hmm. You get the star in one, in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself, and then, of course, the third movie must be destroyed, <laughs> which means that the only version of that film has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Ooh. Transformers fame. So wait, which one is, that's destroyed? Destroyed. Is Michael Bay. Yeah. Trash boom. is you just get rid of it, it doesn't exist. It's gone. It's not even in the culture. And star. Yep. <laughs> It's in the galaxy, but it's not in the culture. Like okay. <laughs> okay, and then Star is you starring in it. Yeah, and the movie okay. stays the same other Got than it. you taking the performance. Yeah. God. Okay. Guys, there have been only four westerns that have won Best Picture. Oh. <laughs> We're going to do three of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dances with Wolves. The movie we just watched, You're Unforgiven. I did see the one we just watched. Yes. <laughs> and the Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men. Oh. 
Cool, 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 cool. The fourth tight, being tight, tight, tight. Cimarron, tight, which tight, no tight, one cool, has cool, seen. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would have been uh, True Grit. Oh, no. No Country Surprise. for Old Men. Much better. You know, I saw and True no, Grit. Did I, actually, win best picture. I yeah, didn't, didn't see win. True Grit. I did see No Country for Old Men. He might have been nominated for cinematography oh, or something. Oh, you know what's scary? Yeah, I thought that gun that he had that was just like that jacked up air tank. Whatever that was. Oh, in No Country. Oh, yeah, the air gun. And then when he gets in that like fender bender in the end. That's a pretty You guys could have chosen to watch tonight. Call <laughs> no, we already saw it. Call it. <laughs> His haircut, everything. It's so good. Uh, wait, do I go first? Anyone can go I'll first. I'll go first. Yeah, you, you go? got your answer. Okay. Did you, were you about to go? No, you go. Oh. Uh, you go. No, oh, no, no, no. I was... Uh, oh, please. Please, please. <laughs> I defer to you. Oh, believe me. I don't care at all. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think No Country is a masterpiece. And I so would, you're starring in it. Yeah, I'm starring in No Country. And I guess I'd take the Brolin role. Oh. I mean, I know that hurts you, Chris, because you love Josh Brolin. So well, yeah, I mean, if I just had a guy he's crush, he's like number one. He's yeah, he's your number abuser. one guy crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's an abuser. Is he really? He is? Yeah, he beat up Diane Lane. He beat up Diane Lane? They were married, oh, and he beat her up. All right. Well, Chris Evans. And I know you love You're Diane up to number Lane. one. You <laughs> love Diane Lane. Yeah. yeah. Chris Evans, she suit says, up. You're number one, buddy. As my good friend Lizzie says, I'd like to take a stroll down Diane Lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Lizzie's saying. Isn't That's from it? something else, right? Oh, I thought she said it. I, think it, uh, I thought it was from something. All right. Well, I either way. Apologies to Lizzie if she did. down Diane Lane. Hell yeah. Oh, Anyway, I will take the Josh Brolin role in No Country for Old Men. It's a good role. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know what else I would take. Tommy Lee Jones and Bardem are too good in their roles to take that. You could be one of the wolves. <laughs> one of the wolves? I'm going to the wolves in there. Yeah, they're, they're like you around You could be the, the wife. I could. Kelly McDonald. She's good. She's great. No, I can't she take that role. She's also the good. voice of Merida. <laughs> Who? Okay. Merida. In, um, what? The, the Pixar Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. Brave. 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 Yeah. Yes. Brad. Uh, so I'm starting in No Country. What are the other two? Unforgiven. And. <laughs> what's the other one? What's the other one? Unforgiven. The movie. Dances with Wolves. And Dances with Wolves. Uh, I'm going to trash Dances with Wolves. Sure. It's good. It's an overrated movie, especially having one best picture. Uh, and then I'm going to give Unforgiven to Michael Bay. Okay. Nice. I think that works. Yeah. I think. Something that we'll probably never see that we should have seen was Clint Eastwood working with Michael Bay. Uh, no. <laughs> you disagree. I do. I, I think their personalities clash way too hard for them to work together. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I think their sensibilities are very different. Even though I like to mock both of them, I don't know if they can work together. Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh, I know. Don't say that. Yo. <laughs> Yo, I'll say whatever I I'm want on, the mic on my with your podcast. Beef. <laughs> <laughs> my beef is, what are you doing with this trash star destroy? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna destroy. Ouch, so ouch. that's Michael Bay. I know. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, ooh, Dave, you go. You go. I thought I had it, and I just I totally right. lost it. So. I'm gonna star as the Schofield kid in Unforgiven. Yeah. Good choice. I think it's a good, good choice. I think it's a good wish, role. Yeah. Wish. Yeah. Dream 
Oh, I wish. I, I think he does. That's why he's juicy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm saying it like this, but it's genuine. He would love it. <laughs> hey, he gets to uh, do it. So I love all that. He gets to do it. Let him. And then, him do honestly, I, I'm just so genuinely curious what Michael Bay would do with No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I want to. I want a Michael Bay No Country for Old Men because I really want to see it. And just trash the Woolbies. Trash the Woolbies. Yeah. Trash the Woolbies. Yeah. Oh. But like, can you... Oh, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> okay. I got it. Well, hold yeah. on, save it, because I can go right off Dave here. Yeah, yeah. do it. I really want to take the Schofield kid in Unforgiven. Except I Fine. don't want to <laughs> pass up the chance to work with the Coen brothers. Oh, yeah. On No Country for Old Men. Mm -hmm. That is too much for me to pass up. And therefore, okay. I think I join Brad. Uh -huh. And... I'd probably take the Brolin role, but if Brad's going to take it, I'll take, uh... Take, uh, what's his name? Harrelson? Oh, Harrelson's role works. Who I was going to say that. I can't he's, like, he's the other, um, like, a bounty hunter. Yeah. And they're looking for Josh Brolin, right? Yes. Because yeah. he stole that money out of that truck. Because you could take a, also take the role yeah. of uh, the deputy to... Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Now I want to be Harrelson. Garrett, I want to have that scene. Uh, what's that guy's name? Garrett right, Delahunt? talk to yes, Garrett yeah. Delahunt. Shigru. I love what's him. What's his name? Shigru. Sugar. Anton Shigur. Oh yeah. Shigur. Remember, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember We're sitting in those chairs. Um, but I think I'd rather give Michael Bay a chance to work with Kevin Costner oh, in Dances oh. with Wolves. And unfortunately, as much as I love it, trash Unforgiven. Oh my gosh. This changes everything. Why does it change anything for you, Kimba? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just like thinking about everything in the world. I still get Good, Bad, and the Ugly. One of my favorite all-time westerns. Oh, toots, toots, toots. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Yep. Surprise. I'm going to star in No Country for Old Men as Tommy Lee Jones. Nice. Oh, that's a great role. Character. You'd be great. But I'm a grizzled old lesbian, <laughs> which right. is my favorite thing to play because I feel like maybe that's who I really am. I don't know, Dave. We'll see in 10 years. Well, anyway. I'm, I won't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I think you're fine with it now. <laughs> yeah, I accept it. Yeah. He just says it. I knew what I was getting at. He says t-shirt ready. Like, congrats, you're finally out. Yeah. yeah. I'll be so supportive. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't. I mean, we won't get divorced. We'll keep no. moving together. Yeah. That's um, nice. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, we love yeah. each other. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but I would play, I would actually like to play Tommy Lee Jones' character exactly Tammy how he Lee plays Jones. it. I'm Tammy Lee Jones. So I'm starring in No Country for Old Men, and, and my character's name will be Tammy Lee Jones. Love it. And then I'm going, Sheriff. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'll trash it, it Unforgiven, because I really liked it, and I don't want to fuck it up. And then uh, Dances with Wolves, like, <laughs> seems so cheesy. It like, is. she had such a gorgeous blowout the whole time. But she's supposed to be, was she adopted by Native Americans? Is that the deal? I Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald. Yeah. Because she's obviously a white lady. So <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they might have just made it. Yeah. I mean, like, they kind of. Yeah, yeah, Emma Stone in that horrible Cameron Crowe movie. Uh, my name's Allison Ng. Yeah, my dad's Japanese and my mom's Swedish. Like, yeah, it's that's one no of the worst casting decisions in movies. Yeah. I mean, if it's any indication, Mary McDonald's role is stands with a fist. Yeah, oh, is her yeah. character name? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have one more trash star destroy category oh. to get to, and it's Clint Eastwood's segue. best picture nominees. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Good. Unforgiven nominated Aww. for Best Picture. He had one other that we're not going to use. Flags from Iwo Jima. 
letters for me. Oh my god! You cannot. You're just picturing the poster with the flags, right? Like they're Jesus. companion pieces. Is it they are heroes of Iwo Jima. No, no letters, letters from, from Iwo, Jima Iwo Jima and flags of our fathers. fathers. I know flags of our fathers because right. I saw it actually. I saw them both. Boring. They both were. Yeah, stinky, <laughs> stinky diaper. But we'll do uh, a much more contentious three. The other three. Best. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Mystic River. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Best Picture winner, Million Dollar Baby. Ooh, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. An American Sniper. His pro-gun movie after making an anti-gun movie. So wait. Yes. We're not doing Unforgiven. Not doing Unforgiven. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby. Okay. American Sniper, Uh where he doesn't even touch on PTSD. Or the fact that Chris Kyle is killed. By because a bad a guy, guy with a gun. Right. Yeah. Even though he's a good guy with a gun. Right. I know somebody brought uh, that up in, on Twitter the other day, and I was like, that's such a... And don't forget, course, this is okay. High on Films, gun control episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but just that Chris Kyle story is really crazy, because you kind of mm. forget, and now I think a lot of people just associate Bradley Cooper and like all that stuff, and yeah. it's like, it, the story is literally that like a guy he toured with and... Bradley Cooper is terrific in that movie, but that script and the way that film is made is totally misguided. Yeah, I didn't and see And jingoistic and terrible. Million Dollar Baby. Uh, yes. tragic Mystic good. River. Oh. American I, Sniper. I'm starring in Mystic River, because that movie is... As great. who, though? I'd probably take the Kevin Bacon role. Oh, I thought Robbins. Uh, Robbins is too good. Agree. He's, he's the best part of that movie. I think he's perfect. Even in that. Sean Penn, who they, I mean, they both won Oscars for it. Sean Penn's terrific too. And I, I, I could see why he won the Oscar, but man, Robbins is incredible. And I feel like Bacon just kind of gets to play off of a lot of different Who's characters. Who's the other cop? Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. That's yeah. right. God, that cast Fish. is so stacked. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what did I choose? I chose Mystic River. What yes, you did. <laughs> Million Dollar Baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Million Dollar American Sniper. Uh, I guess I'd trash American Sniper just because, I don't know. It's Million Dollar Baby with uh, Michael Bay is going to be pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, That's a very sensitive subject that he will not yeah. handle sensitively. Mm. So Faith and euthanasia? Yeah, hey, listen. Give it to Mikey. Yeah, give He's it to Mikey. He's all over that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. Dave? Uh, I'm also going to be in Mr. Kirk because that's the one I want to like stay the same. Was Chris Penn in that in the small role? I, maybe. I would like to tell you to play that part. Sean Penn is. <laughs> You're just like dying for a Chris Penn cameo that you can have as your dream starring yeah. role in Mystic River. Well, no, because like I think he's just like one of the guys. That's like, it for the boy. Like honestly, I don't want to recast any of those people. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even an actor. <laughs> Dude, don't say that. You don't mean it. You're right. Um, I yeah. I mean, I guess I'm sorry. I'll take Tim Robbins. Sorry, I ruined the movie. Wow. Yeah, that yeah I mean, is different now. I know, but like, I don't have any intensity to <laughs> Sean Why don't you just be like fucking Nobody has what's the her name that gets murdered? What? The girl that gets murdered. You could be her. I don't want to get murdered. Babe, it's acting. He's not an actor. Yeah. He's going to get real murder. He doesn't understand the lie. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah. So Amy I'll Rossum. take that. And then. Yeah, Amy Rossum. I'll take that. <laughs> I think I want 
to do what Brad did <laughs> because you know what? actually I'm gonna flip that I'm gonna flip it because I want to see I want to see Michael Bay do both of those movies so I'll watch Brad's babe million dollar baby but I'm gonna trash it and I want to see Michael Bay do American Sniper about <laughs> yeah 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 Chris, Chris yeah. Kyle like, yeah um I'm kind of with you actually I think Michael Bay's biggest chance of success is through American Sniper. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give that to him. While I do think Mr. River is far and away the best movie here, I think I'm going to take Hillary Swank's role in Million Dollar Baby. Whoa, wow. Sick. She I'm going with range. the re-teaming of Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. Okay. Freeman winning an Oscar. And then teaching me how to box, and then I get to get in good shape and being a Best Picture winner. It's true. And then, therefore, I'm fortunately trashing Mr. River. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Kimbo. Ironically, Maxwell, I think we exactly line up. I, too, would like the Hillary Swank role. Million Dollar Baby. Um, Box you for it. Yeah. I People, uh, oftentimes, more than once, I've heard I have a figure that people feel would benefit from boxing. <laughs> so, <laughs> or that I would take to it quickly. Um... I think it's it's my sturdy midsection. I'm not mad about it. Uh, so I would like to take Hillary Swing's role. Also, I low-key hate her. Like, I heard she, like, sucks in real life, so I don't like that. I think I would... I think I would actually Michael Bay Mystic River, because I think it'd be interesting to see some more explosions. Yeah, sure. You know, like, live in a... And I believe that those, like, hard Boston guys would, like... Like, they would, like, rig somebody's car... Or something, you know? Yeah. And Mark like, Wahlberg as Sean Penn. Yeah. I don't want to change the cast. I really like the cast. I That's think up the to Michael cast Bay now. is perfect, David. I also, That's up to I Michael Bay doing, now. I was yeah. doing some research, and Chris Penn, unfortunately, was not in that. Ah! Oh, ah, I, I will stick with Tim Robbins. Treat yourself yeah. better, Dave. I know. You're better than Chris Penn. You're Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's nice. a humanitarian. All right, guys, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with more Unforgiven, more High on Film, more Kimberly Conduct and David DeGrow Shotwell, and more High on Film right after this. Never free, <laughs> never me. So what of the unforgiven? Uh, welcome back to High on Film. We're talking Metallica today, and Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven one because Metallica did Unforgiven two for and some reason. And Clint Eastwood only did the one. He never made the sequel off the Metallica I've song. Been missed opportunity. I think that's absolutely true, guys. We, we <laughs> are. Are you okay? I'm all right. I'm all right. We're strapping on our cowboy boots. Ooh. And we're taking those first dusty steps into spoiler territory. Oh, hell no. It's time for the summary game. Okay. It's the first official game of the podcast. That means it's the first official game that's worth a damn, which translates to zero to two points <laughs> here on High on Film. Minimum of zero, maximum of two. We'll each take a turn at judging one another. Uh, numerically, as peers do. We're each going to take a turn at summarizing Unforgiven in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to watch. Oof. This is a two-hour and ten-minute movie, 130 minutes, allowing us each 13 seconds flat so to get fast. out the best damn summary you can. 
Now, of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss. Oh. And Brad, you won. I did. Congrats. We who, totally had it. Who could tell? <laughs> no one. You go first, second, point. third, or fourth today, Brad? Uh, I'll go first. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So gallant. Yeah. We all thought nice. it. 13 seconds flat to summarize Unforgiven Brad. Okay. Unforgiven Brad. Unforgiven Brad. <laughs> that's how I introduced you. Yeah. And that's how and you're going out. <laughs> okay. In three, two, one. Forgiven. When two crooks uh, cut up uh, a woman, uh, these retired outlaw uh, comes out of retirement in order to kill them. Uh, he does, uh, taking on a sheriff, and he kills him too. And Times. He <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One forgiven. Yeah. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Chris <clears throat> Bradshaw. It is your turn. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, what is it? 13. 13 seconds. Flat. 13 seconds flat. Are you ready? Sure. In three, two, one. A retired assassin uh, is uh, approached by a young boy who uh, knows he's a, a killer. He wants to go collect a bounty for someone who cut up a hooker. Um, and they eventually do, but his friend gets killed and he gets his revenge and kills everybody and dispels all the myths. Time. Mm, yeah, that was yeah. pretty fucking good, actually. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so bad at this. Dave, you ready? Sure. 13 seconds flat. You got okay. it, babe. In three, two, one forgiven. William Money is a bad motherfucker. Well, at least he used to be, but now he's coming out of retirement and he's coming with his guns blazing. Very reluctant at first because he's sober now, but now he's drinking again. Boom, boom, boom. Shooting everybody dead, getting back to the dead hooker, Hi. and he wins. <laughs> I appreciate Good, the sound effects. Yeah, that was yeah. Really... Boom, boom, nice boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Real nice touch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What happened in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did happen, Kimbo? Well, here's your chance. chance tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Here's your chance to tell us. In three, two, one forgiven. A retired assassin comes out of retirement when a hooker gets sliced up and he goes to find vengeance as a bounty hunter. He goes to find vengeance, but the sheriff is evil and he ends up killing everybody. And everybody feels good and he gets money for his family and everything ends except his friend died. Time. <laughs> Does everyone feel good? <laughs> Everything ends except his friend died. <laughs> Which is not an end. No, that is not an end. <laughs> no. But you got a lot of plot in there. Yeah, she it's did. It's an ellipses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to give you guys. You guys all are really great. Oh, thank you very much. I think you did pretty well yourself. Yay. Thanks. And guys, we're going to keep this podcast rolling right along with the second game called First Impressions. In this game, we're each going to supply the person sitting to our right a line from Unforgiven that we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Great. Now, since Brad went first, I'll take the honor of going first this time and give Dave a line. I'd like to hear him say. Okay. Dave, boy, I got to give you an old Clint Eastwood line. An old <laughs> William Money. One for the Gipper. <laughs> One for the Gipper. <laughs> I think that's Ronald Reagan. It, it definitely is. is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. Uh, although, they both lean the same way politically now. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. dead. <laughs> <laughs> politically, dead. Yeah. He's, uh, after they've fulfilled the bounty, they've killed both the cowboys, mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, the Schofield kid sitting there having a breakdown mm -hmm. about having killed his first man, yes. mm -hmm. a thing he's previously lied about, mm -hmm. and, uh, William Money just goes, man... It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. 
That's my John Wayne doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Let's let Clint Eastwood do it. And then I want to hear you do the line, Dave. Sounds good. How he's dead. And the other one, too. All on account of pulling a trigger. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. You take away all he's got. And all he's ever gonna have. All right, Dave. Clint Eastwood is nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor for this, so take it away from him. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man, taking away all he's got, all he's ever gonna got. <laughs> so close! Oh, they were gonna have? I, I, I was trying to hear that at the end. I was like, is he saying got? I like got better. No, you don't. <laughs> he changed it. He's like, you know what? Good laughing. Good laughing. Good laughing. Good laughing. Good laughing. Crowd goes wild. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> do you have a line for Kimberly? I do have one for Kimberly, actually. So my line for Kimberly is a little bit long, but I know she's got the chops. Uh, this is from Strawberry Alice. She says, just because we let them smelly fools ride us like horses don't mean we got to let them brand us like horses. And then she may even say something a little something after that. I can't quite recall. <laughs> well, you know what's infallible? <laughs> the recording. Here it is. Just because we let them smelly fools ride us like horses don't mean we gotta let them brand us like horses. Maybe we ain't nothing but whores, but we, by God, we ain't horses. Frances Fisher will have her revenge on Big Whiskey. Go ahead, Kimbo, take it away. Just because we let them smelly fools ride us like horses don't mean we gotta let them brand us like horses. Maybe we ain't nothing but whores, but by God, we ain't horses. That was really oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Oh, Thanks, that guys. took me for a little bit of a ride. Yeah. Did it? I did. I thought, well, I thought you were going to end after <laughs> the one part, and then you kept going, and I... I I like how you I chose moved. to say Thank all the correct you. words. I thought that was a good... <laughs> that was a interesting decision on your part. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. It reflected yeah. in a positive way. <laughs> yeah. Zero to three points this time around. Okay. Oh, KKK. A little heavier weighted. <laughs> Did you say KKK on this podcast? I said KKK. Okay, cool. Okay. Kimberly, do you have a line for Brad Davis? Oh, yes, honey. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots, and he was taking a shit. Mm. Schofield Kid. Schofield Kid. J just before uh, mm -hmm. the line I gave to Dave. All right. Let's rewind seconds earlier. Well, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today. Hell yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots and he was taking a shit. Alright, James Wolvet as a Schofield kid here. No one pronounces his name that way. <laughs> uh, tell me how you pronounce it. Okay, fair enough. It's just after the web. J A M Z Wool W O O L B E T T. That's the okay. You're redeemed after your yeah. Daniel yeah, wow. Webb 
peoples. Yeah, web peoples. Daniel. Web peoples. Web? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to do an impression. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, right, sorry. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. Hell yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots and he was taking his shit. This is the Lin-Manuel Miranda yes. version of... Oh, yeah. Um, give me a line, buddy. I'm going to give you the uh, a line from... What is it? Little Bill? Little Bill! Gene Little, Hackman. I thought it was Oscar-winning Gene Hackman. Yeah. Little Bill uh, is such a great name. Sorry. Yeah, because he's so tall. I think that's a joke, right? Yeah. It's like six, three or something. And he's talking about a time when... He thought he was dead, and it turned out he was just in Nebraska. What's the line? We're going to have Gene Ackman tell us. I can't wait. Well, actually, what I heard was that you fell off your horse, drunk, of course, and that you broke your bloody neck. I heard that one myself, Bob. Hell, I even thought I was dead. Until I found out it was just that I was in Nebraska. All right. Oscar-winning performance here. Gene Hack <laughs> Hackman. 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 <clears throat> Hell, I even thought I was dead. I found out I was just in Nebraska. Who's your friend? <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, good. I'll take that. Thanks, he guys. He says, who's your friend? He said, who's I, your friend? I missed yeah, it that says, at the end. Yeah, he says, WWE. Beauchamp. The writer oh, character, that played character by Saul Rubinick. so weird. Doing Is some it? very weird, big choices. Well, you know what? We'll be able to talk about that in just a second, because oh. we're getting into some scene work. The open <laughs> forum discussion of the podcast uh, if it isn't readily apparent, we're an optimistic show, mm. and we like to start things off optimistically, which means, doo -doo -doo -doo, best scene! <laughs> best scene! <laughs> What's the best scene ever in Unforgiven? I wrote down a lot, actually. Best scene ever. Best scene ever. I, what do we got, guys? I have one. Uh, so for me, the two best ones are both like little bill based, but yep. the number one scene for me was in the jail house when he's like so clearly jealous, the English Bob we find is unworthy, has this writer writing the story for him. Right. So he decides to show Beauchamp like what a badass he is by like giving him the gun. And then what if I give it to English Bob and he really emasculates him basically by, uh, giving him the opportunity and English Bob backs down. And it's interesting too, cause like, I guess the, the thought is like, Oh, there's probably not even bullets in the gun. But then he just like empties out the fucking bullets. Like, yeah, it was loaded. Motherfucker. I would have killed your ass. Absolutely. The best scene, uh, a I microcosm, a microcosm of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It really is like ah. dispelling and deconstructing and deflating the myths of these Western heroes. Fascinating. Um, with the story of Corky Corcoran. It's like, no, he wasn't called Two Guns because he had two guns. He was called Two Guns because he had a big dick. Yeah. That's all anyone cares about. Well, no, but it's it's more important when it's like, it's not the shootout. No, I know. It's Just that these different. this series of misfirings right. and missed shots. Yeah. But that's like, historically, they always talk about that in gunfights. The person who win wasn't the facets. It's this person who took time and aimed. Yeah. And it, it, it is, I mean, that's the scene Hackman wins for. I mean, yeah. it's so good. So tense. It's so tense. And I yeah. love, I mean, in talking microcosm, I love the fact that they bring up um, 
how hard these guns are to fire and yes. aim. And it's like, it's not, you can't just go bang, 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 everyone's dead. Right. right. Until William Money can. Right. But even then, he admits, it's like, well, it's a little bit of luck. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I did really special. It's yeah. just luck. Yeah. And it's, I, I love that element of it. And I love, I mean, there's no better way. I go back and forth into writer character, Saul Rubinick, Beauchamp, WW Beauchamp. Mm. But he's so important to this movie because it's about taking down these tropes and these myths. Mm -hmm. And there's no better genre to do it in than the American Western. Well, I, I think. think it was really fun to see the dichotomy of like a Beauchamp character who's there, you know, uh, writing a biography. And he's so like, it's like the paparazzi today. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's like just more enthralled by the second, by the more interesting and more dynamic person. And like, it's so clear, like, what was so interesting to me about Gene Hackman's character, and by the way, I I feel like I should redo this and, like, choose his role to play as my thing, because, like, it's so juicy, and, like, honestly, just, like, quick side note, you rarely see parts like that for women, where it's, like, something that juicy and layered, and, like, he, uh, granted, he's a wonderful actor, but I feel like that, the idea of that as a woman is, seems so... Like, oh, I just want to get, I would love that. You know, it's like mm. Kathy Bates would fucking murder the shit out of something like that. Right. You know, and it's like, it's cool though because he, like I said to you guys when we were watching it, I was like, is he the antagonist? Yeah. Like, I didn't know for a hot minute. Like, I, and I thought that was great because it just was this journey of like, you know, none of us are one thing. And it's like, for Gene Hagman's character, it's so interesting because he, 100%, he thought he was the good guy in his story. Yeah. You know, he thought he was doing the right thing. Like, mm. these boys weren't so bad. They, this was a one-time thing. Brad Davis, you got any best scenes here that don't, that differ from the Wild Bill, uh, Wild Bill, Little Bill Not scene with uh, Beauchamp? Uh, I mean, I do think that's the best scene. The only other one I would probably mention would be the, which is another Little Bill scene uh, between him and Richard Harris. Yeah, I mean, like Richard Harris comes out Bob. and they have like guns all on him, yeah. and he's—it's such a well-paced scene. Yeah, because like you really at this point you don't know how bad Hackman is, yeah, or if he is the bad guy, where he falls, and then you see even with uh, uh, Richard Harris's character, he's not a good guy either. Yeah, but this very slow tearing down process of challenging him, taking his gun, like really. Kicking the shit out of him. Well, it kind of all leading up to kicking yeah. the shit out of him. Because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. Up to that point, he still is kind of the good guy in this movie. Like, he's the law. He's yeah. wearing the badge. He's like, yes, he let those guys off. But, like, he kind of was... In, you could, if you want to defend it, say, like, he's seeing the good in them. They Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, like, you're not... You're really not sure. That's and English white Bob male has been trying to... Uh, exactly. Yeah. But English Bob is, like, literally trying to bait people into gunfights. There's, like... He's, he's shitting on America. Like, it's very... It's, America it's, they're, rules! They're, 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 but they're really setting up, especially for a Western. Like, this is an outsider asshole. This guy's going to be the bad guy in the movie who's going to be at the end of the gunfight. And so the pace in that scene, like you said, it was so incredible for it to go so slowly where you think like, oh, this is, this is good. I, this is so interesting. I wonder how English Bob's going to get out of this or like where this is going to go. And all of a sudden you're like, the fuck? And like, he's well, just Because they almost seem like it's friends. So like yeah. it almost seems like he's like taking a gun from his friend. Yeah. So you're like, oh, they're just like yeah. kind of chummy. They know each other yeah. from back in the day. And then he just starts kicking the shit out of yeah. them. All right, guys. Well, if there's a best scene, that may, must mean do 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 <laughs> the worst scene. I got mine. Do, 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 do. I do too. What do you got, Kimbo? I've got mine's different. 
My worst scene in this movie is the moment when it becomes a Groucho Marx comedy and Clint Eastwood oh. can't get on his horse for a full. Yeah. Oh, really? That's interesting. Though. Even yeah. though at a climactic moment it becomes very vital that he cannot yeah, get on that horse. Yeah, but it could still be more. I think. I think the degree to which they played it up was cartoonish. Okay. Like it I, is. I think it could yeah. have been like. Have him do it twice, where he just can't do it. But he still, he still knows it. He just doesn't have the same strength. Yeah. But it was like, it's wrong. Oh yeah, crack. it's like seven like, times. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally is like slapstick ridiculous. You and start like, to hear the Benny Hill music in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I just think tone that the fuck down and like, because I still believe someone who's out of practice but is still like really fucking good at something has muscle memory. Yeah. And you know, like even if it's been ten years. Yeah, and you're 60, whatever. He didn't look like a six-year-old man who doesn't know how to exactly get on his horse the best way. He looked like a clown. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, clownish and silly. And, like, yeah. I was like, now's when you guys are going for jokes? Like, what's happening? I actually don't have a, as much a problem with that as I have with Clint Eastwood's acting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'll tell you the mine. one scene I that really takes me out of it. he was nominated. Yeah. I, the one, uh, well, I mean, that's the David O. Russell American Oscar. I guess. I mean. Yeah. Although this is his first nominations, but they nominated him for director and picture. Yeah. Well, but what was the movie he did first? It wasn't American Hustle. It was before that. It was. No, uh, The Fighter's the one where he first gets nominated. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Joel um, But either way, uh, my, oh, no, be- my worst scene is, uh, is when he's saying, like, I'm scared of dying. That speech is so well written, and he delivers it yeah. like Clint Eastwood, yeah. who I think is a very bad actor. Yes. He okay. has such a cinematic look yeah. to his face and stature, and it is so good, and I will listen to him utter three-syllable words all the time, just like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that all movie long, yeah. but when you give him a very emotional open mm. speech like I'm scared of yeah. dying can you imagine if they if I Morgan, just can't buy yeah. it if, if Morgan Freeman had gotten to deliver it and oh. said obviously William Money it's two Morgan to Freeman it, but, yeah. and he's out acting him with yeah. less lines yeah. lesser lines I mean, yeah. the, truth, the truth is that, though if seeing, you... seeing the angel of death is that that scene yes I think like so scene, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. scene sucks any other worse scenes I have one and it's super quick but yeah. it's uh it's just when the sheriff's when little Bill's still at his house and English Bob has shown up and he won't give him the gun. So, like, the one guy goes and gets his buddies and he's like, do you want to die in a hot day or a cold day? He says it a few times, like, kind of for comedic effect. And the one interesting thing about the scene, I understand the purpose is, like, to sort of set up, like, is little Bill a good guy or a bad guy? Why isn't he there? Is he scared? Is it, you know, what is it about this guy? And then that also, I feel like, plays so well when you, like, see him right behind. He's just there. Yeah, the yeah. And like, I oh, love he's that. A badass. Yeah. That's really cool. But that was my least favorite scene and it's not even a bad scene. It's just, like... When I was making a list of worst scenes, that's the only one I even wrote down. Where I was like, "Yeah, that wasn't the best scene." But like, it did seem like in a movie convenient. this good, I felt like that was a convenient, pretty good worst scene. I feel similarly with the jerk off talk. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, jerk off. It's like it makes sense later because he's yeah. still in love with his wife. Like he, that's yeah, yeah it was his savior sex. in his life, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's why he won't have sex with the prostitutes. But it's like right. it's just too jokey for yeah. this, right? Right? Yeah, Brad. Yeah, I mean. Eastwood's performance. The only other thing I'll mention is the uh, like credits at the beginning and the end. Mm. Not the credits. The mm-hmm. story. The scrolling title. Yeah. yeah. Lazy. I mean, there's ways to do that. That, and I mean, you get 
especially like that well, opening. Lazy, extraneous. Well, well yes, because especially you know everything. Especially you don't the, need them. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the opening one, you find Who out. Who cares what happens to him afterwards? Yeah, you find out at one point that his wife. You find out his wife is dead. Yeah. You find out that. You find out all this information organically uh-huh. without having to have this scroll. So why? I mean, I like the shot. The yeah. shot's beautiful that it's you get at that open Western screen. shot. Yeah. You can still have it without the scroll. Yes, not. you can have it without the scroll. I would bet you that that was either a note or someone's thought at a certain point of like, but I want to know what happens to him after. Like, but what happens? And I, so read, had the I read somewhere that actually initially that was voiceover. Oh. And that he changed it to scrolling. Hmm. Huh. Just couldn't let go of it. Yes. Should have just cut it. Get it yeah. out of there. Yeah. 86 it. It yeah. went to San Francisco and became prosperous in dry goods or whatever the yeah. fuck it says. Like, that's so dumb. Like, yeah. what do we care I what he does after this? Yeah, and he should have died. Yeah. He should have died. You think so? I think he should have died. Yeah, that would have been great. He mm. seems so old. I think he lives on because of the the realistic myth. Yeah. He's the one who lives on in the but myth. But I think... I, I and think, he lives on in I think life. with his He's the sins, only one who lives up to those... Excuse me. I think with his sins, he should die. But that's not real life, and that's what this whole movie is. What, are you a Catholic? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah. Uh, I like that he hasn't died. I, I, was, I, I was assuming he would die, and I was disappointed when he didn't. Oh. Yeah. Ned has to pay for his sins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, howdy. Oh, howdy, guys. It's time for Milking It, the final game of the podcast. Also, the most heavily weighted zero to five points for each Whoa. player involved this time around. We're each going to draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. An unsaid card will give you a new way to reuse any of the plots, characters, uh, thematics, design elements from Unforgiven. Okay. Repurpose them, delete them, whatever you want to do with them. Mix them around to make a new movie title and a quick summary to put back out there. For the viewing audience, mm-hmm. and make the studios a billion more dollars. To reboot, <laughs> not necessarily a reboot. Depends on what card you draw. I gotta yeah. go last. <laughs> well, I think you go second. Okay. Ah. I think Dave goes first. Uh oh. Well, as long as I don't go first, I just don't know what I'm doing really. Let's mix it around here, the old Hollywood relic. And Dave, draw a card and read aloud, Come please. On. Okay. So my card says reboot, Kimber. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh, you got so I'm rebooting Unforgiven, right? Kimberly. I'm making Unforgiven a buddy comedy. <laughs> a buddy comedy? <laughs> well, you got Ned and William Money. I don't need advice, I can do it. <laughs> I'm just doing it for the listening audience, thank you. I can do it, audience. I'm no one's confident. doubting you. Brad. I'm doing a fantasy. Oh, okay. He's going to hate. Lord of the Rings. Unforgiven. <laughs> See, and I do it for everybody. Unforgiven. And you dub me unforgiven. And I have a found footage horror film. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with four new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this Metallica song. <laughs> <laughs> back high on film right in the middle of milking it for Clint Eastwood's best picture winner Unforgiven here 
on Oscar Sunday. Oscar Spectacular Part 1, Oscar Throwback Edition, just happens to be. <laughs> now, before the break, we draw, we draw. <laughs> what tense am I speaking in? We no drew one cards, knows. including me. Dave, you're going first here in milking it. I'm I'm still like making changes. I like this. Just oh do man, it, yeah. dude. last minute changes yeah. for the reboot. Yeah, Commit. of Unforgiven. Commit. All right, so last minute changes. We're going with still Unforgiven. It is not a sequel. But I did not just want the same title, but it needed to have that branding. So, like, it's still Unforgiven. Directed by Martin Scorsese, who's going to do this in his, like, Gangs of New York Goes West type of style. Okay. It's going to star Daniel Day-Lewis to give the brilliant reading of the I'm Scared to Die scene. As money. Yeah, as money. Holy Daniel Day-Lewis as money. Uh, Denzel Washington will be playing the Morgan Freeman role of Ned. Wow. Um, gives, a, gives a little bit more edge. For that character, I feel like I feel like Morgan is just like so sweet, and I think I would love to see. Free? Yeah. yeah, I think I would love to see Denzel back off shooting the guy. I feel like that would be like a really fun little spot. But I want Gary oh, Oldman yeah. to play uh, Little Bill because I think that he's scary enough. Oh, I wrote down yeah. multiple Oscar guys. nominee. Yeah, I thought about Jeff Bridges. I, I think, think Jesse Clemens awesome. would actually be really good. I have him in for the Schofield kid. I think oh be yeah, good to be a kid. I that's think good casting. I think it'd be cool be to good. see a young guy do the but little Bill part. I thought yeah. about, so. The thing I that I was really Bill. thinking about Josh Hutcherson was oh. like, oh, Josh Hutcherson. Oh, little Bill. I was thinking Schofield kid still. No, he would be great though. Actually, Josh Hutcherson um, and Schofield kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was going back and forth between Scorsese and Tarantino because what I really want is for this oh. reboot to be very similar, except for I want the end to be just as violent as the the beginning of this one was with with Lori like wincing at the knife slashes. I want extra so blood bad. and extra. Uh, I want the audience to feel like you're complicit in the in like glorifying the violence of it because I feel like that'll help it stand out. The message of like. Uh, Westerns don't have to be all about violence because violence is actually terrible and people die and they lost everything. Yeah. And so that's the that's the one I want to see. Still Unforgiven by Martin Scorsese. Uh, well, I think both of those directors would do your uh, violence justice. Yeah. I, was, uh, I do think maybe Tarantino would be do? a little better with genre. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that and then I I, I was like, Especially okay, so it's sort of like Heath Late, but it's it's not. The story is obviously totally different, but I was like, he yeah. did that Western. And then I was like, but he did Django. And I was like, should I call this Django, Django Unforgiven? And I was like, well, but then we got to like do something different here. Like, that's just, now I'm changing it based on the title. Welcome I to yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, so I decided that I thought Scorsese. I was Scorsese. I like it. Yeah. Still unforgiven. Still unforgiven. I'm down, man. <laughs> I'm in this cast. This cast is great. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I think this movie's awesome. Great so, cast. like, let's try to do it again, I guess, you know? That's the Hollywood mindset yeah, we're right, looking right, for right, and right. milking it, Dave. <laughs> Kimbo. Is it okay if it's under 10 minutes? Because I just have one line. Buddy comedy, under 10 minutes. Go for Sick it. Sick burn. I'm a husband. Okay. <laughs> Buddy We're all enthralled with your husband's Buddy No, he's adorable. Come on, I married him. I really like him a lot. Um, we know. We were both at your wedding. Uh, yeah. Fun and high on film fact. Uh, yeah. Out in the rain. Yeah, out in the rain. It was, yeah, the rain. Thanks it was beautiful. Thanks for oh. coming. Thanks for coming. We had a lot of fun. I'll always forget it. I was so drunk. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, okay, buddy comedy. Money and Ned. Two old West detectives tracking a thief on the run in River Whiskey, Wyoming. Whiskey dicks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that yeah. the title? Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey Dicks. Yeah. Bravo for the title. Sorry. Brad stood up. I had to stand up. <laughs> oh, man. You go back to these old guys. I like <laughs> yeah. Whiskey yeah. Dicks. Whiskey but dicks. they're detectives. That's why they're Whiskey yeah. Dicks. <laughs> it's not a yeah. That's it. That's my whole pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the I'm title so alone. Good. I'm in. <laughs> you got my ticket money. It's going to get a lot. It's going to get you a yeah. lot of points. Yeah. Wow. Whiskey Thank Dicks you. is... A brilliant title. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Brad Davis that God gave us. You've got a fantasy, fantasy. film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So I have. Uh, I'm gonna call him Billy. Sure. William. What's uh, your word? A fantasy. Sorry, I didn't hear. It. No, 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 that's fine. Um. So we're kind of have this. They're living in this world that is very, uh, the world that we exist in is very, uh, violent. Like, that is where we are. It's kind of this alternate universe where it's just, like, violence all the time. And, uh, Billy is this older man who, for his whole life, has had, part of his arm is a gun. So it's, like, literally part of his body is a gun. Oh, yeah. And he's not used it in years. So he keeps it, like, he doesn't load it with anything. He just has been very... I'm in. (laughs) I think we all are. Yeah, I love this. So so he hasn't used it in years. And when he hears this, like, when he hears this attack has happened against a woman, which is the first time in this town where a woman's actually been attacked under these circumstances... He decides for the first time to uh, respond. So he goes to his friend, his best friend, who also has a gun for an arm. But his, <laughs> but, but like they're like that, like part of their being the yeah. you know cowboys. Please like, tell me the name of the movie is Gun Buds. I'm out. I wish. <laughs> uh, but his friend has always, while he's never used his gun arm in these same years, he's always kept it loaded, where oh, he yeah. hasn't. So, <laughs> this is the first time where, like, they're coming together and he's actually convincing him, to, like, you need to load up, we need to uh-huh. go out and and do this. So, that's pretty much that's the most, the... that's it. Um, <laughs> that's the movie. And then they have to go and fight the, the people who did this. And okay. the town where they, this place where they live is called, which is also the name of the movie, The Land of the Unforgiven. Oh, Ooh, the nice. land of the unforgiven. It's the land of the unforgiven. Never free. Never free. It's the land of the unforgiven. Woo. Woo. Dave, you're a girl at a concert. Thank you. Okay, you ready for the found footage horror film? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Also, because there's nothing Metallica likes more than being talked about for free and right. Right, free yeah, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to really sink into Metallica? I think we already did. <laughs> Exit light. Enter night. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, found footage horror film. So we find... It, it's all early prints, like 8mm, like... Hmm. Broken up footage, right? You said um, early prints. I was thinking, like, oh, yeah. like his early early work? prints, like Purple Rain. Yeah, <laughs> I would die for you. Yeah. I would die for um, uh, eight millimeter taken by W. W. Beauchamp. 
mm. who was a uh, a documenter back in the age of film. So uh, we have to set it maybe up ten to probably twenty years. Yeah. So it's like probably like westerns of nineteen fifteen, nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. rather than eighteen seventy eight, eighteen eighty. Eighteen eighty. Yeah, um, but. Uh, so he, he actually, we cut out the English Bob character. He's there to document Little Bill. Mm. Like, he's there, he's like, let's look at Western life in America. And, uh, you know, we see the, we don't see the cutting up of the prostitute, but we hear about it. And, like, there's some interviews of it. And then uh, we start to hear these rumors about a guy that's going to come for them. And it's William Money. Mm. And we start to hear the stories. We hear, like, through interviews with people. It's almost set up like a documentary. Like, we kind of hear these people talk about him who knew him or had heard stories about him. They start sharing all these legends. And then, on one rainy night, they each start getting picked off one by one and, like, Mm. killed brutally. And they've not seen this guy. He's somewhere out there in the dark rain, rainy desert. And, uh... One by one, they're picked off until the final showdown when there's, like, seven of them left. And they're, like, yeah. all protecting little Bill. And they're, like, there's no way he can get you. There's seven of us. How many? There's only one of him. And, of course, then you finally get you get the reveal. He shows up in the fucking hat and the coat and the fucking gun. <laughs> and he fucking slaughters them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last person he kills in this film is W.W. Beauchamp. That makes oh, sense. Yeah. Kills him, and that's the last thing you see. Also, and then, like, the stepping on the camera or something like that. I that guy's name was that. That was a weird casting choice. Yeah, Saul Rubnick. Yeah, His second would... appearance on the podcast. True Romance. True Romance. Oh, job, I love Brad. True Romance. But also, like, that character to me, I mean, look, and this being said, like, I thought he looked like a white American Jewish person. And, like, I thought... He is. I think he is exactly that. Right, so... To you Bo- nailed it. Beauchamp is, like, like somebody who came over from France or seems like a... Oh, I see Like, I thought saying. that was a weird choice. And, like... It bothered you that much? I... Yeah, because he, he did not look like a Beauchamp. I mean, right. he definitely doesn't. And my title? Oh, yeah. What's your title? The Big Whiskey Kills. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, That's very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Big whiskey kills. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, as soon as you're done scoring, everybody, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into our pessimistic end of the show. Oh shoot! I know. Shoot. Podcast regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying through the duration of the show? I would say that I have no regrets. There you go. No regrets. Yeah, I mean, were my performances perfect? Yes. Yes. And I feel like I wouldn't change a thing about it. So, yeah. Were my performances perfect? Yes. Was my information perfect? (laughs) Yes. Was my overall demeanor pleasant? Yes. Did I offer insightful commentary? Yes. Uh, I don't see it now, guys. Check all the boxes. There it is. Uh, yeah, I guess my only, if I was going to regret anything, it would be, like, not mentioning more lines or scenes. I guess the only scene I'd maybe mention is when Gene Hackman and Clint Eastwood first are on screen together in the bar, when he's just sitting at the table by himself. And he oh, and he's sick as hell. Yeah. 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 I like, wish fuck. they would have made that clearer, though, because... That he's sick as hell? Yeah. Yeah, it is a little... It's a little bit of a leap, because I wish they would have been like, 
just even a line where like, listen, man, you you've been sweating for days. You've been whatever. You well, know? Yeah, it came I mean, out of nowhere. It, it yes. comes out of nowhere. They yes. they certainly address it enough. Yeah, they say you've on. been asleep for three days, but, but it it definitely they comes out of nowhere. Sowed the seeds earlier, where it's like, hey, man, like, are you okay? Like, you ain't been looking right for a while, or like. Even flush or like things that they still noticed mm. in the old west. Uh, my regret is that I didn't mention that uh, there's absolutely a goddamn American flag shot in this film. Oh yeah, with behind Clint Eastwood yeah. saying, what? With 50 "Come back, you come back, and I'll kill every one of you sons of bitches." And there's an American flag waving in the background after the slaughter with all fifty stars. I th I think so. Because the American flag existed, you know, earlier. With but no, no, I'm not actually concerned about the American flag as much as I, or the style of flag as much as I am that Clint Eastwood always puts a waving flag yeah. in his movies. I, yeah, and I there are literal shots of amber waves of grain in American Sniper, and it drives me insane. Yeah. There wasn't this too, actually. There were amber. There absolutely were. When they're when yeah. uh, money and Ned are drive or driving, riding driving out to uh, Big Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which also bothered me because I don't think they had cars back then. Yeah, yeah. in 1880. All right, guys. Well, I got the points tallied. <sighs> Brad. Yeah, fourth. In there. Would you look into the mirror? Oh and no! They told you the truth. I know how my performance was. I felt <laughs> it. I'm, I only say that because I just I saw an Oscar-nominated animated short. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that deals with the mirror, mirror on the wall. Who cannot tell anything but the truth? That is. <laughs> and <nice>. you're fourth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm fine. Nay. And you had a great, great performance today for a movie you've seen only once. 23.6 points. Uh, I came in third place, 25.2 points. Thank you for your outrage. I appreciate that. I was surprised. Uh, but Dave just edged me out with 25.9 points, making Kimbo our winner. Is this real or is this fake? Be honest. 26.2 points. It's real. You can look at the scorecards. Your, uh, your first impression is really what set you over the edge above everyone else. Like your points there, and then you're you kept up with everyone else in milking it. Thank you. But you outdid everyone with first impressions. Thank in, you. As yeah. far as points your go, your title saved you on, and that's what got you. <laughs> it as well. Yeah, the title was it. Yeah. Title. It's just a title. Oh I, my I, god! I, so I congratulations, know. Kimberly Caldick. So humble. You are the most the regret section. Unforgiving. <laughs> so, uh, is there a trophy? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it, Great. It's in the mail. Oh, yep, in the mail. Good. Look for Already. It. Yeah, well, yeah, but they the mail's slow. Snail mail. <laughs> yeah. So like two <laughs> weeks. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations Thank on being so the most much. unforgiven. It was an honor. It was a privilege. I know I'll the never be ever forgiven by most people I interact with. I made with. W unforgiven. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. One awesome. last so time. So fun. Um, enjoy the Oscars tonight. You too. What are you rooting for? Well, qu real quick. Get I, out. Get out. I'm, get really, out. I'm really rooting for Get Out as well. Get out. Get, get out. out. Brad Davis, what are you rooting for? It's not that so much. I mean, I love Three Billboards, but man, if Get Out somehow like upset everything, that would be Fucking awesome. It would be so cool. It like I just want Rockwell to win. It's yeah, I want Rock. I don't want Foreman to win. That's that's my big one. Uh, yeah, I want Rockwell to win. Yeah. Uh, guys, Dave.
Kimbo, anything to plug? I will be appearing on a show called Alex Inc. premiering in March on ABC. I'm in episode Ooh, la, la. two as Ruth, the rule stickler in the Oh, office. is that the Zach Braff show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, so check it out. And around the same time, I'll be watching said episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me too, actually. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait. I'm in. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. BD, always GP. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah. Uh, at BD, always GP on Twitter and Instagram. And that's it for now. Yeah. I'm at Cross Ma- Maxwell across your social media account. <laughs> Stop Maxwell. laughing. How are Everything they going to find wrong. you? How are they going to find you? <laughs> oh, no. How can I not get it right after 239 episodes? I don't Daniel. know. Web. <laughs> cross Maxwell across your social media accounts. That's Chris, where it, with an O, where the I should be. Hi on Films, your show, uh, wherever you want to find us. And guys, this week, this coming Friday, March 9th, is the debut of Brad and I's brand new podcast. Woo! 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 Death at Sunset. I can't wait. I can't either. It is a film noir... Radio Play Podcast in four parts, debuting on Friday. Please check out episode one. It is the pride and joy of the last two plus years of my life. (laughs) Hard times, soft drinks. Hard times and soft drinks is the case. Hard drinks and soft times. Less exciting of a story. If you're a woman in the story. Hey! You gotta roast my brand new podcast. Uh, no, it sounds wonderful. I'd love to listen. It is. Please check it out. Follow Death at Sunset on Twitter. Uh, give it a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. You can do that for High on Film as well, but please do it for Death at Sunset uh, because that's new and noteworthy. Gio. And that's it, guys. We will be back next week with whatever wins Best Picture tonight. Ooh. And one... Maybe two guests? <laughs> we're not sure <laughs> yet. Uh, but we're so excited. Enjoy the Oscars. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Kimbo, Dave, thank you once again. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you, guys. Yay. A damn pleasure. A damn A pleasure. A dang pleasure. And you know what? Deserves got nothing to do with it. Ooh. Uh, I love having you guys on here. Uh, Brad Davis, I love you, buddy. Thanks so much. Love you too, sir. And listeners, we love you. Have a great Oscar night. Yay. Goodbye. Showed up today. I love you. You guys are a couple real you. money and neds. Like, oh my god, <laughs> hilarious! Hey, I love you, bud. Thanks for coming to the podcast. I love you, bud. Thanks for helping write the podcast. Just, like, that's you guys. We're just supportive. No, it's so adorable. I legit love it. <laughs>